0: Hello and welcome to Broadway Is My Beat from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: This episode is brought to
0: you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage,
1: all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage.
2: No matter what stage
1: you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com
2: slash specialoffer.
0: Broadway's My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle, the gaudiest, the most violent... The lonesomest mile in the world.
1: Broadway's My Beat, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover.
0: Sunlight that drifts into police headquarters has a different texture to it. That's because it touches concrete and iron grillwork before it finally breaks through the dust in the windows. That's why I supplement it with my own personal sunshine. His name is Sergeant Taglia, and he never knocks, even on Thursday. And sometimes he brings company.
2: This man's name is Harry Dean, Danny.
0: Yeah, close the door, Taglia. Okay, okay, you can stay. Just close the door. Sit down, Mr. Dean, over there. Thank you. <clears throat> You're the man I want to see? Well, that all depends. Uh, what's on your mind?
3: I'm 46 years old, Mr. Clover. In four months, I'll be 47 in August. I live at 903 Hillcrest Road in Queens. All right. Once, when I was six and a half, I stole a peppermint stick. I got caught. Well, I mean, I gave myself up to my mother. Hey, Danny, what is it Go on, this? Mr. Dane. When I wanted to draw a parallel, two days ago, I stole $20,000.
0: And you're giving yourself up to me.
3: Well, it was for my wife. You, you understand that, don't
0: you? Just that you stole $20,000, that's all. Well,
3: here's Marcia's photograph. That's my wife's photograph. Yeah? She's going on 42. No, she is going on 43 now. Not very attractive anymore, I know that. She, she looks like what she is.
0: After 20 years of me bank teller you stole the money from the bank well i stole twenty
3: thousand dollars from the charles street national bank where i work because i was told i could have marcia back for that amount of money
0: are you trying to tell me that marcia was kidnapped yeah but don't you see all right Uh, go on
3: well i came home yesterday and marcia wasn't there about nine o'clock i got a phone call man said marcia wouldn't be heard if i brought the money then he put marcia on the phone and she was being brave, I know, but I could see. I could tell she was frightened, terrified. She pleaded with
0: me. Whenever you can talk, Mr. Dean.
3: I can talk. A man has a right to feel about his wife.
0: That man said, to
3: bring the money, go to that summer resort, Far Rockaway, register at the Idle Wild Arms, mm-hmm. put the money in the bottom bureau drawer and leave. But I did it and they lied to me. Marsha hasn't come home. They've done something to her.
0: To Teglio. Yeah, Danny. Nothing to the newspapers about this. I'll get this picture, Mrs. Dean, and the wires, and then go up to Fire Rockaway. Okay, Danny. What happens to me, Mr. Clover? What you expected. You go to jail. There was no protest in him as Tartaglia led him away. Only a tired, empty dejection that had stamped its shape on his body... ...stained his eyes with the color of despair. And when the room was empty, of him, a question remained. Why had it been done to an ordinary man, an ordinary bank clerk? The answer was ordinary. The man was in a place where money flowed and teased. The right pressure, and for as long as was needed, the flow could be diverted. A loved woman can be that pressure... ...even for an ordinary man like Harry Dean. At Far Rockaway, the beach is littered with the debris... ...of those who have escaped for a day, for a weekend. The surf washes against the feet of a child... ...and the child screams. The mocking sun touches a woman's shoulders... ...and the woman giggles. The man lying buried in the sand next to her... ...twinkles his toes... And strung behind them like a munch-rented backdrop, is a string of leering resort hotels with screen porches and empty rockers. The Idle wild Arms was one of these.
4: Glory, Hallelujah, a guest. Hey, give me room, boy. I've got a welcoming speech for you. Uh, just a minute, Don't I... Don't interrupt, boy. It's the off-season, and i got to rehearse it on somebody, and you're just as good a guinea pig as anybody, aren't you, boy? <laughs> uh, look, I... You're, you're, you're interrupting, boy. I'm going to have trouble with you. You <laughs> may at that, kid. I'm from the police. see idle wild arms welcomes you with open arms. And I promise you ain't going to be idle, but you might be wild. <laughs>
0: Did I hear you, boy? You're from the police? It finally penetrated, huh, Don?
4: Oh, look, boy, I got nothing to do with this crumb joint. They hired me to spread sunshine and desk clerk for a lousy sawback a week with meals.
0: Meals. <laughs> Harry Dean, what did you do for him?
4: Wipe the nose as a brat. Uh, what? Harry Dean? I did nothing for him except show him to his room. He didn't react to my jollity, so I fluffed him. Which room? Six A. I guess it nauseated him because an hour later he checked out. That I had to do too. Check out the crumble mouth. Where yeah. is it? The room. I told you, outside. Oh, oh, oh. you you mean you mean six A? Right down the hall, boy. It says Harry Dean. You want none me, eh? Uh, not you. <laughs> For a minute, they uh, had me on my knees. Don't let me keep you, boy. I got to rehearse my act. Glory, hallelujah. 5A.
0: Hmm. 6A.
5: Oh, what are you doing in my room? Get out.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this room was unoccupied. If I'd Are you th-
5: part of the recreation program? Get out! Before I call for help.
0: I'm from the police. I want to search this room.
5: Oh, just can't stop you, then.
0: No. That bureau. Do you have your things in it?
5: Not yet. Only just got in a little while ago. Haven't had time to unpack. What's in there? A mouse? A time bomb?
0: Maybe money. Maybe twenty thousand dollars worth of money.
5: Twenty thousand. Oh, I wish I'd known. I could have got to it first. Nothing.
0: You say you've been here only a little while.
5: Just long enough to open a window and get a whiff of ocean air, maybe an hour or two. Did I do wrong?
0: Who are you? What's your name?
5: Edith Keller. I'm a stenographer. Got two weeks vacation, so I came here for peace and quiet. So far, it's not quiet.
0: Take a look at this picture, Miss Keller. Have you ever seen this woman?
5: Yeah, I saw her. Hmm? She did just what you did. I barely got my body into the room. There was a knock on the door. This woman, this woman here... Says she left something in the bureau, bottom drawer. She took it out. Wish I'd known. $20,000. Was there anyone with her? Yeah, man. He stayed in the hall. I didn't get a look at him, just heard his voice. Gee. Gosh. I
0: know, Miss Keller. $20,000. She smiled at me. It was the kind of a smile that had regret in it. So I returned in kind. Then she looked toward the door, so I left. On the ride back to Manhattan, I jotted it all down in my mind. It was simple. Marsha Dean was never kidnapped. Marsha Dean had made a thief out of her husband. Marsha Dean, forty-two going on forty-three, had run away with another man. The money her husband had stolen would finance the production. It meant starting all over again, back to routine. Find out about Marsha Dean. Climb concrete steps. Ring doorbells and call Marsha Dean's neighbors.
5: I know you. You're a policeman. I am? If you're not, you just stole a police car. Come on in.
0: Thanks. But this won't take long,
5: Mrs.... Mrs. Graham. This way in the parlor. That's the mister sitting there in the rocker behind the newspaper. Graham? Uh, Graham, this is a policeman. Come to call. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your name, Mister?
0: Uh, Clover, Danny Clover.
5: Graham, his name is Danny Clover. Well, see, see. Once Graham saw a picture in a magazine, a picture of a man in a rocking chair who was retiring on two hundred dollars a month. Graham sent in the coupon. Now it's fifteen years later. Graham sits in a rocking chair just like the picture. Don't you, Graham? <laughs> Miss
0: Graham, I wonder if you can give me some information about a neighbor of yours.
5: Comings and goings of a neighbor? I can give you comings and goings of three houses on either side of me on this side of the block. Across the street, further down than that. I see. I stand at that window and a snoop. Oh, don't look down your nose at that, mister. Some people stand at a bar and drink. Their pleasure. I snoop. Mine.
0: When was the last time you saw your next-door neighbor, Mrs. Dean?
5: Mmm, yesterday. Wednesday. What time was that? When you got into the cab. Uh, what time? Mm, about three. I'd say it was about that.
0: What kind of a cab was it, Miss Graham?
5: Mmm, yellow cab, I think. Wasn't it, Graham? Mm-hmm. I said, wasn't it a yellow cab? Oh, I think See, mister, I told you it was a yellow cab.
0: It didn't take long at the cab company, a girl with rimless glasses and green eye shade, was courteous, efficient, and bored. She pulled the driver's route reports out of a steel file, checked them with me, and found the one that matched. At 3.12 p.m. Wednesday, hacky Stan Hodek had picked up a fare at 903 Hillcrest Road in Queens. If I wanted to talk to Stan about it, the girl said she was sorry. There was no way of reaching him. He'd report in at 10 o'clock. If I cared, I could wait till then. I cared. At 10.05, a cab rolled into the garage. It was Stan, she told me. I went over to it. Oh, the things your body will take just so as it can eat. You have that trouble, Mac? <laughs> Continually. The girl in the office told me you were Stan Hodek. That girl is always right. It's like an affliction with her. What's the matter, pal? Did you lose something in a cab? You think it's mine? Oh, nothing like that, Stan. I'm Danny Clover, police department. Oh, somebody made a complaint because I questioned the good name of his family? I do this many times a day. <laughs> <laughs> On Wednesday, you picked up a fare, Stan, in Queens. I want you to tell me about it. Wednesday? Yesterday's a long time ago. Queens, that's a long place. 903 Hillcrest Road at 312 in the afternoon. Try to remember, Stan. Okay, I'll try. Queens, Hillcrest Road, Wednesday.
6: Give me a hint, Mr. Clover. A man or a woman? A, a woman. Well, that makes it easier because it's easier to remember a woman. Yeah,
0: yeah, now I remember. What about it? I've got a photograph here. Was it this woman? Let's see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because this age-type woman is easy to forget. How did you happen to go there? Did she call you? No. No, a guy hailed me from the street. What guy? Who knows? Some guy out of a crowd told me to go to Queens, to that address. Pick up a lady and take her to where he'd be waiting for. Where was that? On a corner in Brooklyn. I remember because all that was on that corner was an empty lot
6: lousy meeting place but will you
0: take me there now i don't know i just finished a day's work you'll have to clear it with miss righteous in the office and we'll clear it let's go stamp. right here mr clover here's where i left her off let's get out yeah. You're sure it was right here, huh? Sure, I'm sure. I ought to know this billboard here was... You didn't see anyone pick her up?
5: Will you tie my shoelace, mister?
0: Hello, little girl.
5: I fell down back there because my shoelace is untied.
0: Here, and put your foot up on my knee, honey. Thanks. Aren't you out pretty late? No. Do you stay out this late every night? Oh, no. Tonight I'm big. Tonight I'm a big girl. There, there you are. Thanks. I've even got a big girl's pocketbook. Your mother should know you've got her suede pocketbook.
3: Oh, it's not my mother's. I found it. But over give
4: me back my pocketbook. In
0: one minute. Where did you find it?
4: Come on, I'll show you.
0: You recognize this purse, Stan? I don't know. I didn't take notice.
2: Right over here on the field. Over there. Near
0: those tin cans. Stay here, Stan, with the girl. Yeah. Find anything? I found something. Marsha Dean.
1: You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. When Dan Seymour starts putting in those phone calls from coast to coast on Sing It Again this Saturday night, there'll be $55,000 in prizes and cash riding on the calls. Here's Sing It Again this Saturday and every Saturday on most of these same CBS stations.
0: When the promise of summer touches Broadway, Broadway dons its Hawaiian shirt and stands on street corners to discuss batting averages, the men from Mars, the rise to fame and fortune of Hopalong, how much it costs to dress the kids because this Hoppy character is so famous, and then the real tidbit, murder. All the other conversation was just an appetizer. How a policeman found a woman lying dead in a vacant lot, lying under a shroud of tin cans, her funeral bouquet a clump of weeds, That was something to talk about. And her husband, a bank clerk, poor guy, stealing the bank's money to ransom her life and all the time she was there in the vacant lot. A lunch hour isn't long enough to discuss things like that. But at police headquarters, there's time. There's a cold, dank room that contains within itself all the time in the world, the morgue. Here he
6: is, Danny. Danny.
3: Why did you have me brought here, Mr. Clover?
0: I know she's dead. I know. Do I have to? I know what you must feel, Mr. Dean. This is something that uh, it has to be done. you understand that, Mr. Dean? You'll be all right? Yes, yes, Mr. Clover. all McKinney? Yeah. Was this your wife, Mr. Dean? Marsha,
3: Marsha, Marsha. Sorry, I'm sorry for all the bad times, all the hard years.
0: Forgive me, my Mr. Dean. Mr. Dean when anyway. we brought the cab driver stan hodek to your cell this morning he said he'd never seen you before yeah had you ever seen him uh, loitering around the house or the bank
3: oh no 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 please miss please and ask me questions another time hodek's oh.
0: voice did you recognize it could it have been the one who made the kidnap phone oh calls? no
3: i don't know how could i remember a voice can other people do that remember the sound of maybe it was his. i don't know <laughs>
0: patrol Kenny. yeah Kenny, watch it. He's got your gun. Mr. Dean, give it back to me.
6: Give it. I've waited for it. It's
0: mine. Look, Mr. Dean, we'll find Marcia's killer. You can't take it on yourself. You'll have to kill us to get out of here. And then
2: kill again. No, it's
6: not you I'll kill.
2: No, this man here, I'm going to kill myself. Myself to end the grief and the
3: pain in my head. And no more pain. My Kenny, ah. give me my gun. Give it to me. Ah. you a sucker. Good... It's okay now, Danny.
0: He's out. Let him come out of it himself and take him to Dr. Sinsky. Then lock him up. And thanks, Kenny. You were quick.
2: Can I come in, Danny?
0: Yeah, come in, Todd
2: Oh, thanks. Well, here they are, Danny. Well, I'm in good health. Where what in good health? Uh, your, your shirts and your intimates. Tartaglia... Your shirts and your intimates, Danny. A little plot Mrs. Tartaglia and I whipped up for you for Mother's Day. <laughs> I heisted your laundry out of your locker and took it home. And Mrs. Tartaglia got together with her bendix washer. Here is your laundry, Danny. As clean as clean can be.
0: <laughs> Thank Mrs. Tartaglia for me.
2: I will, Danny. It gives her pleasure.
0: And when you leave, tear down that note I got up from the police board. Officer who borrowed laundry, return it to Danny Clover, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Wilco. Roger. And now that we have solved the problems of the domestic life of the police department, may we get down to work, Gino? You
2: know? Oh, indeed we may. Then do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, Danny. Now, in the matter of the cab driver, Stan Hodeck, to wit, we have had him sweating all morning over photographs from our rogues gallery in an effort to identify the man who hailed his cab with directions to pick up the now-deceased Mrs. Marchadine.: Anything? Nothing. Also, in the matter of Stan Hodeck... We have checked his call sheet. Right after dropping Mrs. Dean, he picked up another fare a block away from the scene of the crime. Took said fare to the Roxy, thereby confirming Stan's story as far as time is concerned. All right. Uh, What else? In the matter of Harry Dean, to wit, about 15 minutes ago, he was released on bail. Said bail being set at $10,000. Who put it up to, Doug? Oh, his sympathetic employers, the Charles Street National Bank.
0: Yeah, I figured they would. Man works at one place for 20-odd years, works there faithfully and suddenly he needs a lot of money to buy back his wife's life. His wife gets murdered. Danny Clover speaking.
6: Mugovan, Danny. I'm phoning from the call box at 45th and
0: Broadway. What's up, Mugovan? Stan Hodick. The cab driver?
6: Yeah, he's in the middle of the street, Danny. He's been shot to death. Danny? The traffic, don't it, Danny? A sideshow like this? Not every day a spectacle like this. Give those
0: words to the newspapers, Mugovan. They'll love you for it. Danny. Oh, sorry. Okay, I said I'm sorry. Now briefly.
6: Well, oh, like this, Danny, from eyewitness accounts. Each one with personal variations because the eyewitnesses have personal problems, but essentially they come out the same.
0: All right, Mugavan
6: uh, After a little prodding, they all agree on this. The hodex cab came to a stop for a red light. The man got out, got lost in the crowd. Uh-huh. The light changed. The cab didn't move. Unusual for a cab. Well, maybe not unusual. Depends how you feel about cabs. Off the dime, Muggerman. The cab still didn't move. All the traffic behind it was tied up and screaming. Finally, some brave guy got out to argue with Hodek. No argument. Hodek was dead. You saw him, Dan. Yeah. Bullet hole in the back of his head. A new way to pay a cab fare, huh, Danny?
0: The man who got out, could any of these eyewitnesses identify him?
6: I asked them that, Danny. They laughed in my face. Who bothers to scrutinize a guy gets out of a cab? (laughs) Danny, uh, can I see you for a minute? Hello, Dr. Sensky. Uh, this this thing, Danny, this uh, murder of the woman Marsha Dean. Uh, may I inquire as to your progress? <laughs> what makes you so interested, Doctor? Oh, it disturbs me. A person like Mrs. Dean who only saw her name in print in a telephone book should... We've made some progress. Oh, I'm glad. I'm not a vindictive man, Danny, but whoever did this thing... I know what you mean. Uh... Oh, Danny, I uh, got here the autopsy report on Marjorie. Uh, tell it to me. Uh, that she was shot with a thirty-two caliber pistol. You already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, she died instantly. The bullet entering the sternum at close range pierced the heart. When found, she had been dead approximately thirty hours. Huh? Uh, one hour more or less, Danny. But thirty hours is a fair approximation. Uh, and it makes a liar out of a person I talked to
0: in Rockaway. Uh, forgive me, Danny, I don't understand. A stenographer on vacation, doctor. A girl who said her name was Edith Keller. I saw her yesterday afternoon when Mrs. Dean had already been dead for a day. Edith Keller said she'd just seen Mrs. Dean. So? So what, Danny? So, Marcia Dean never left Brooklyn. She was never in Rockaway. <laughs> the beach fire smoldered along the stretch of east, far Rockaway and clinging to their fringe of light and warmth, the shadows huddled and protested with small squeals of delight. There was background music too, the portable radios, and the rhythmic thumping of an out-of-tune piano courtesy the idle wild arms. The lobby was decked with a desperate gaiety. Under torn Japanese lanterns, two people danced. Sitting alone on a wicker sofa was Edith Keller, I went up to her. Are
5: you going to ask me to dance? I'll dance. Miss Keller. Oh, I remember you. You're the detective. Mm -hmm. It's not against the law to ask a girl to dance, is it?
0: I want to talk to you, Miss Keller.
5: All right, we'll talk then. It's just as good. Watching the dancers and the fun, I was getting lonesome. Please sit down. Uh,
0: Not here. Somewhere quiet. But... Your room. We'll talk there. Now, Miss Keller.
5: All right. See, I did what you said, but we haven't anything to talk about. Not like this.
0: A bank teller, Edith. Let's discuss him.
5: Bank teller? I don't know anything. No,
0: about... you didn't know him, Edith. You just knew that tellers handle money. You knew there was a way to get that money. I
5: think you must be crazy or something. You
0: and someone else kidnap his wife. Make him bring the ransom here to this hotel. Put it in the bottom drawer of the bureau. You got that money, didn't you, Edith?
5: You're wrong. I told you that woman got it. The woman whose picture you showed me. I told you that. You
0: lied. Marsha Dean was never here because she was dead in a vacant lot in Brooklyn. You and whoever you worked with got her to go to that lot, then murdered her. Who are you working with, Edith?
5: Please, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. Who know... is
0: it, Edith? It could be easier maybe if you told me who was it that. No. no. Someone knocked, Edith. Open the door. Open it.
3: Darling, Harry, darling, uh, go
0: away, huh? go away. Come on in, Harry. Close the door. All right. I'm in. Now we're. If you want to grieve some more about your wife, Harry, I'll watch. Oh, don't worry about it, Chloe. Not no. me, you. You killed your wife, Harry, and made it look like kidnappers did it. And the ransom money you pocketed for Edith here, touching.
3: She's worth killing twice for, If you knew her like I did, you'd know that. After being married for 23 years, a man misses what he can only read about. Harry... You'd understand that, Clover. Killing the cab driver had to be done. You brought him into my cell to see if he'd recognize me. Of course he recognized
0: me. Why didn't he say he knew you? He got too clever.
3: He caught on to what was happening. He wanted money. He said, let's go for a ride in my cab and talk about money. So I shot An appetite like his was no good for Edith and me.
0: Let's go, Harry...
3: Well, then you know why I can't go with you. Two killings, three...
2: Harry,
5: no. <laughs> no more killing, Harry. Edith, watch charge. He's got to die. He's he got to die. die.
3: Yeah. Edith! Oh, gee, I didn't mean to shoot. Edith. Edith, 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 don't die. Don't die. Please, please, now listen to me, Edith. Don't die. Don't die. Don't die. I didn't mean to... Die. Just breathe, 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 breathe even breathe. Oh, yeah. kill me kill me kill me, kill me.
0: In May, the twilight sighs down on Broadway like a rosy promise. You walk toward it, then someone smiles and takes your hand, whispers to close your eyes, and your head gets banged against a wall. The lights are bright, the noise is loud, and your scream mixes well with the shriek of the night. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat.
1: Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia. The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. Included in the night's cast were Jack Crucian, Howard McNear, Joseph Granby, Virginia Gregg, Hal March, and Marley Names. Prejudice can easily be the wedge which splits a nation's unity. And in these days of world disunity, America must remain a symbol of democratic strength. Watch closely for words of prejudice and stamp them out. Only by individual alertness can our nation safeguard itself against this disease which strikes from within. Accept or reject people on their individual worth. Joe Walter speaking. This is CBS, where the Goldbergs are every Saturday night, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
6: Brought to you by Radioclassics.com. Programs are copyright their respective owners, all rights reserved.